This morning, um, my son, Rondi, he talked about uh, your assignment and uh, the anointing. So we were in the house yesterday, and I was eavesdropping on a conversation that he and Pastor had. I was in the room with the door closed, and I heard him talking about the attributes of Jesus. Well, that morning, I was trying to figure out which direction to go in, and I had doodled down a couple things on my phone, a couple of the attributes of Jesus. I started going in that direction, and right when I was doing some other stuff, I heard them talking about it. I jumped out the bed, and I ran, and I was like, what did, y'all, what did you say? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And he started to say what he was talking about. So I held my phone. I was like, look, look. So we were on the same uh, train of thought. God had lined it up what he wanted everybody in Kingdom Church to hear today. Amen. So um, if you would, turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 in the Amplified. If you put that in the, up on the screen in the Amplified, we're going to start there. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. We're going to start off talking about, in this, this passage of scripture, it's talking about a little bit about some of the things that we're going through today. If you are attending a church that is not talking about uh, what's going on today and as it relates to the word, you are in the wrong church. In this church, we talk about what's going on today in our culture as it relates to the word of God. Amen. Okay, so 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 in the Amplified. Um, and the little subtopic that it says in my Bible at the top of it, it says difficult times will come. And the scripture says, but understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come. Difficult days that will be hard to bear for people will be lovers of self. They'll be narcissistic and self-focused, lovers of money, impelled by greed, boastful, arrogant, Rob revelers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy and profane, and they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection, calloused and inhumane, irreconcilable, malicious gossip, gossips, devoid of self-control, intemperate, immoral, brutal, brutal, haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a holding, and this is the most important part, holding to a form of outward godliness, religion, although they have denied its power, for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such people and keep far away from them. Pastor's been talking repeatedly about the people that's outside of the real church of Jesus Christ, about them having claim to religion, and a lot of people, they call themselves spiritual um, I'm spiritual, I'm spiritual, and they do all kinds of things, the yoga and the meditation and the uh, Buddhism, all of the Eastern religions, claiming to be religious, but they deny the power of Jesus Christ yeah. in themselves and in what they claim, and they are not uh, believers at all. So I wrote down some stuff. I'm going to cut it short, but I wrote down some attributes of Jesus. Um, today, we are having our winner's circle celebration, I believe. And as we minister to others and as we 
those of us that are come in that are new and we consider putting on this new life of learning of Jesus and being able to minister to others, we want to have the attributes of Jesus. We want to put off all of these former things that we were in 2 Timothy 3 through 1 to 5. Those are the things that we were when you come into the fold of God. You were these things. You were narcissistic. You were self-focused. You were a lover of money. You were boastful and arrogant, a reveler. You were disobedient to parents, ungrateful and unholy and profane and on and on and on. But we've come into the fold of Jesus, so we were those things and we're coming out out of those things and we're putting on the attributes of Jesus Christ because we're married to Jesus. Jesus is married to church to the church and he's married to us. There was a time in my life um, the first year or two that pastor and I was married. I think it was the beginning of the second year. I had accepted Christ when I was 16 years old. I'm going to give you testimony Today, my son told me a few weeks ago, Mom, you need to give more testimony. So I said, I said okay, and a child shall lead them. So I'm going to listen to him and give you more testimony. Um, about that second or third year of marriage, I had received Christ when I was 16 years old, but um, I was empty. I had even begun witnessing when I was in the cosmetology class in, in high school. Um, I had shared Christ with some uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. But even after that, even though I knew that I was connected to Christ, even though I knew that I had accepted Christ into my life, I was still empty. There was still a void. It was still not enough. I was going to church. I just felt like a church girl, a good church girl that was trying to obey what I had been taught. But there was something missing, and I kept saying, I didn't know what that was. I grew up in a traditional Baptist church, so they didn't teach about the other side of Jesus. When, you, when you're on this side and you don't know the Lord, you come into Jesus, there's more. There's a progression in Jesus. So I didn't know about that coming from the church that I had come from. All I knew was mostly I knew about salvation and the traditions of men. That's what I was taught. And so I, uh, I kept saying, God, there's more. There's more in you. I need more. And I, and I told the Lord one day, I said, God, my life is so empty. I said, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what it's all about. I don't know what it's for. I said, and, and, I, and I told the Lord, I said, if I have to live my life, the rest of my life like this, I don't want to be here. I said, God, this world is too mean. People are too evil. I said, I feel like the evil is going to overcome me. I'm not going to have anything on the inside of me to overcome all of the evil that's outside of me. And I said, I don't want to be here if it's got to be like this. Well, probably within, the, within that same year or so, I had my son. Well, the next two years, I had my son. And I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was watching a movie, uh, a lady, I forget the name of it, but it was a, a, a Oriental lady. She um, was a martyr. She didn't die, but she was China suffered. I'm sorry. China yeah, China cry. She suffered a lot of abuse under uh, believing in Christ. And in China, they, that was outlawed. If they found out, they'd kill you, they'd punish you. And this lady was pregnant at, at one point. They locked her up. They beat her. She had to, she was pregnant, eight months pregnant, carrying big, huge stones around. She had to do physical labor. She was really, really mistreated. But she did not, and that, I think that, I want to say that that lady is still living. Her name is Corey Ten Boom. And she, no matter what they did to her, she would not denounce Christ. And I said at that moment, I watched that movie, it was about three or four hours long. 
And I, and I just began to cry at the end of it. I said, oh, God, I know I don't have in me at this moment what it takes to stand for you that way, the way that that woman did. I said, I know that that's what living for you is supposed to be. I know as a believer I'm supposed to feel like that. I'm supposed to have that kind of determination. And if somebody put a gun to my head that I wouldn't deny you, I said, but I don't have that. I want that. What is that that made her like that? I Turned the TV off after it went off. I went into the bedroom. I was making up my bed, and I began to sob and weep before the Lord. And the more I made up my bed, the more I tucked the sheets and put the, the pillowcases on, the harder it, it pressed in. And, and the more I was overwhelmed with what I didn't know at the time was the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And so I fell on the. I ended up falling on the floor on my face. And I, I actually begin submitting to that feeling, that overcoming, overwhelming feeling. Well, God had baptized me in his Holy Spirit at that moment. And after that day, that's when I began to feel what I was asking for. I began to feel, okay, it's, it is something more to this life. God began to speak to me about my life. He be, I begin to have dreams about my life. I begin to have visions about my life. I begin, there were, there were things that started happening and working on the inside. And I'm like, no, I can overcome this. And the devil would come to me with something. No, I can overcome that. I started feeling the power on the inside of me to overcome those things. So I got the deliverance that I was seeking for. That power came on the inside of me. But not only that, the attributes of Jesus, I'm just going to name them, but we're going to focus specifically on one for what the Lord is saying today. Jesus was approachable and unreligious. Jesus had a willing, Jesus had a willing spirit. Um, not only did he have a willing spirit, um, Jesus forgave. Pastor talked about that during communion today. He was, a, he was a forgiver. Jesus was humble. Jesus was compassionate. Jesus was gentle. Jesus was merciful. Uh, Jesus was obedient, even to the point of death. Jesus was honest. But the one that I want to focus on today is... Jesus was courageous. That's something that Pastor mentioned earlier. He was courageous. So all of that that I went through, allowing the Lord to baptize me in his Holy Spirit, denouncing all the things that I had learned, and everything about my past was not bad. I thank God for the foundation that I got in Christianity. I needed that. that, that, was, that it groomed me for what I'm doing today, so I praise God for that. But there were other things that I didn't have the power, like overcoming timidity. I had a severe problem with timidity. I was very socially awkward. I couldn't even look people in their eyes when I was talking to them. And so through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I confronted timidity. Courage, the definition of courage is the choice and willingness to confront agony, pain, danger, uncertainty, and intimidation. And there are different people in this room today, but we all have different things that we need to confront. 
to walk this life out in victory and, and reach our destiny and reach our full potential in Christ and get out there and share the love of Jesus with everybody. Okay, so the scripture that I have for this courageous, this, this thing that we need to be, we need to be courageous in Jesus is John 2, 13 through 17. And I have it in the message translation. If you would put that up, John 2, 13 through 17. And it reads, when the Passover feast celebrated each spring by the Jews, was about to take place. Jesus traveled up to Jerusalem. He found the temple teeming with people selling cattle and sheep and doves. The lone sharks were also there in full strength. Jesus put together a whip out of strips of leather, and he chased them out of the temple, stampeding the sheep and cattle upending the tables, which means he turned all the tables over upside down of the loan sharks, spilling coins left and right. He told the dove merchants, get your things and get out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a shopping mall. That's when his disciples remembered the scripture, zeal for your house consumes me. So he had a godly zeal that rose up on the inside of him. When he went in there and saw uh, those people selling and buying in the house of the Lord, the, the house of God that was meant only for worship and devotion to God, he got upset. So what I'm saying to you today is that you got to have enough courage to get upset. You got to get mad at the devil. You got to have a godly zeal to be able to overcome the things in your life, the things that we talked about at the beginning, all of the difficult times and the difficult things, you know, all of the stuff that's going on. They're trying to make you take a vaccine. They're trying to make you lose your job because you won't take a vaccine. They're on the news. They're saying this. They're saying that, that people are irreverent all around you. Well, in this time, if you don't have some courage, the courage of Jesus Christ you are not going to make it successfully in the kingdom of God you have to have the attribute of courage it was an attribute that stood out in Jesus Jesus was not a coward Jesus did not tuck her back from uh, uh, all of the things that the Pharisees tried to put on him now he was meek and he was mild and he kept his wits about him but he did not stand down from anything that they tried to put up against him. Anytime that they tried to come against him and come against what he stood for, he pushed back with the word of God. If you will remember when Satan was in the wilderness, he kept telling the devil, it is written, it is written, it is written. He was the word and he used the word to overcome every temptation and thing that was in his life. And if you are going to reach your destiny and your full potential in God, if you're going to do everything that you know God is putting you on, the, on your plate, if you have children and your children are destitute, if you have relatives that you want to see saved and born again, you're going to have to take this same courage that Jesus had. Rise up. Let godly zeal rise up on the inside. Take the Holy Ghost, the power that the Lord has already made available to you. Tell the devil what the word says and win in the face of all of that stuff. And I'm here to tell you this morning, you can. You're looking at a person that was very timid, very shy, 
and I'm still quiet in nature. Like, so if I get in a room full of 20 people, I'm going to be one of the quietest people in the group, generally speaking. But I'm telling you, the times in my life, there have been seasons in my life where the devil has tried to come. And see, my thing was, I didn't always know. I don't always know when it's the devil. You know, sometimes we, the devil will come and he'll, he'll, he's very subtle and sneaky. He'll start speaking thoughts and stuff in your mind. And you think it's your own thoughts. You think it's me. I think like this. I feel like that. But most of the time, it's the devil. If it opposes the word of God, it is the devil. And so the thing about me is, yeah, I'm shy and kind of, sort of. And, and, and I rather take a back seat in my natural state of who I am. But when I realize it is the devil trying to steal from me what God has already promised to me, it's something about the holy boldness of Jesus Christ. It rises up on the inside. And I have to tell the devil, no, no. No, you can't do that, though it is written. The word of God says this. No, it is written. When my children were little and the devil would come in and I would see his little tactics and schemes trying to make them like the children of the world, I say, no, devil. They belong to Jesus Christ. I dedicated them to God when they were babies and they belong to Jesus Christ. They will have what the word says they have and I'm standing on that... Come come and do what you will. Say what you will. The word of God is going to stand in their lives. And that's the stance that you got to take when you want to win. When you want to win in your life. The word of God will not fail you. It will not fail you. If you just dare to believe it. And if you grow weary not in well doing, you will win with God's word. It may it may take a season. It may take a couple of seasons, but you keep standing until you see that thing come to pass. We're talking about courage, the courage of Jesus Christ. And if you if you've accepted Jesus Christ, it's on the inside of you. You just have to take a hold of it. You have to lay claim lay claim to it. You have to get in the word and say, "Okay, the word of God says this." And the word of God and and so part of our problem is too, we take too much time focusing on other stuff. So pastor said that last week, "Oh, it don't take all of that." Well, I say, "How bad do you want it?" I found out it does take all of that. And I was, I was one of the most laid back people. And I kind of thought that, oh, maybe it don't take her. Yes, it does. It takes that and so much more. And so you've got to get in this word. You got to find out what the word of God says. And I'm, I'm talking about those people in here that have connected with us that are serious about God. You've come in and you felt the move of God. You felt the Holy Spirit. You know that, that God is here in his presence and he wants to be with you. He wants to connect with you. He wants you to have all of the things that you're supposed to have in him. You felt his presence. If you are serious about what, seeing what God can do and what he wants to do come to pass get in the word get in the word just pick up the scripture listen to kingdom radio 
whenever they're preaching and teaching the word on Kingdom Radio, whatever you hear, take your Bible and go through those scripture with anything that sparks a, a light inside of you. When you read it, write it down, say it over and over and over again, read it over and over and over again, and just keep on doing it every day until the thing that you're waiting for comes to pass. And God is a good father. You know, God is a good father. He's not going to tempt you to do nothing you can't do. The scripture says, us being not good, how are we, you know, if, we, if our children ask us for bread, we're not going to give them a stone. We give good, as, as earthly men, we give good gifts. We give good things to our children. And if we do that, how much more will the Father do for us? Okay, so God is not going to say you can have all of your dreams. You can have all of your desires fulfilled and then hide how to get it, hide the stuff from you. He's not going to do that. He's a just God. He's a fair God. He's a loving God. He loves us with an everlasting love, an eternal eternal love, an enduring love. And so when you get in his word and you put his word up before him and you say it out of your mouth over and over and over again, you put it before your eyes over and over and over again and you make the declaration and you stand and you decide in your heart I will not be moved from this thing it will come to pass and our lives are full of things full of testimonies of things where we took the word of God and we won and I'm encouraging you today to do the same thing you take the word of God and you win you cannot win in your own flesh you cannot do it there's nothing in you there's no good thing that's in you that dwells in you that can make the word of God uh, uh, be active in your life it is the word of God that's active it, it is the word of God that's powerful it is the word of God that comes in and cuts up all that stuff and delivers things up out of you and brings the power to make things come to pass and be manifest in your life so I challenge you today I encourage you today that if you've not seen God work in your life just take one one scripture one subject if, if you're having a problem with uh, fornication or lust or, or, or pornography or or, or I, drugs whatever it is you do what you got to do in the natural but you take the word of God you find the scripture that supports that thing and watch the power of God through his word break that thing off of your life today it will come to pass it will come to pass I promise you it will come to pass and courage is an attribute of Jesus Take that attribute on and win in this world today. And when Jesus comes back, we'll all just go with him because we've taken that word and we've won and we're doing it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God.